All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It is hot. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One is that my microphone you turned down? With Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk nope. starts now. No, it was the producer mic that I'm about to walk away from. Well, I like to learn the board as you're touching things over there because I want to touch them. I'm upset. Yeah. That nailed it. Right? Perfect. What does that microphone produce, Tyler? Sound. The this is the producer <laughs> mic. It's the one at the producer table. Mm-hmm. There goes Tyler. I'm upset. All right. He does get upset when you do that. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 190. Bag milk here. Dan, Rick, Tyler, usual mm-hmm. crew. I missed last week. I missed you boys. I didn't even listen to the podcast. I refused to. We were to. in Nashville. I refused to listen. I was jealous. Fair. I listened to the first two minutes of it and you guys were shitting on me for not being there. Yep. And that's where I called it. No more. Understandable. I'm too fragile. So we went from you not listening to it to you heard us. Just that one yeah, minute. That's fair. That's Other fair. than that, I've, I'm too fragile. I can't handle it. Respect. Thankfully, today I'm back. I'm upset. Hey, whoever try wa- a different button. Whoever watches just, this video. Are you thrilled? I'm not. <laughs> whoever watches this video is going to see Bag Milk's arm. I hope that doesn't give Whoa. away too much. Admin reveal. Yeah. Oh, that's his government hand. Yesterday I had, we were doing uh, real life yesterday and I was sitting where Tyler is and I had my bag milk graphic and I was doing little arm dances because I was behind the graphic. It was fun. I was, it was enjoyable. Inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Tyler. Yep. Let's start the podcast. Episode 190. <laughs> what is our oodle noodle? Delicious debate. What are you writing down? I'm writing down. What episode number it was. Ah, 190. Yep. Uh, Oilers Nation Radio episode 190, your delicious debate for today's show. Mm. Connor McDavid is currently tied with Jonathan Huberto for the lead in points. That means the Art Ross Trophy, if you're unfamiliar. How many points does McDavid have to finish with to win the Art Ross? How many games for both players? 
Let's have a little peeky. Let's take a look. The Oilers 77 got five. played for Huberdeau. 76 played for Connor, but Connor missed one, right? Yeah. So the Oilers have five remaining. The Panthers have five remaining. Oh, we got a race Ooh, on our hands it's here. It's getting hot in here. So well, this is what we're looking at. Connor McDavid, 43 goals, 70 assists, 113 points. Mm-hmm. Huberto, more of an assist machine. He's got 30 goals, 83 assists for 113 points. Tyler, I'm starting down at the end of the table with you because this is your question. Yep. How many points does Connor need to finish with to wrap up another Art Ross trophy? Connor McDavid's points per game is 1.49. Jonathan Huberto's is 1.47. So that right there tells you it'll probably take between seven or eight points. But it is worth noting that these two guys have been on absolute tears since March 1st. Huberto's up to 1.58. And it's actually identical. McDavid is 1.58 as well. So I'm going to say it's a little bit more than that. I think the Art Ross winner this year will finish with 121 points. So that's what? Eight? What's the math? Eight more. Yeah. Eight and five games. Rick, what are you thinking? We did a guess earlier that uh, how many points do we think McDavid's going to finish up with? And I mm-hmm. believe my, my, my guess was 120. So I'm going to stick to it. And I'm going to say seven more points and he gets the art Ross again. Dan. Uh, the key for me is going to be the strength of schedule. The The games that they're likely going to be sitting Huberto are the games against the senators and the Canadians. The games that he'll still be playing in are against the lightning, the Leafs and the, and the Bruins. So to me, I'm going to say McDavid just needs like five, maybe six points to do this. I, I think that Huberto's had his big flourish to catch up to McDavid and McDavid is just going to continue to be the producer producer that he is. I think that this is Connors and I think he wants it no matter what he'll say in the media. And if you look at what happened last game against Dallas, Huberto was up by one. Concon goes up and puts up three. Even with that, like two seconds left empty netter. Like if he wasn't in the scoring race, if this was He's December, he might just fire that puck and just take the clock. Yeah. But he was going for the extra point there. He's going for the goal. Of I course. Like, I like he it. wanted I like me it. to win over two and a half points. Understandable. He's a good man. I also had that. So I was thrilled. thrilled. So I think that with five games left, is that what you said? Tyler? Mm-hmm. Five games left. He's picking up 10. Connor's not playing all five games, by the way. No, no. I think he will. I think he'll be in the lineup, but whether like say when we're at the game next Friday against Vancouver, yeah. I think Connor's going to be in the lineup. Same with Leon, but maybe they take a couple of twirls, but that's about it. They play power play to get them the points to win the art Ross and potentially the rocket. Yeah, I can see that. That I can actually see, but I still, I, well, yeah, so I'm just, I, I still think we're going to try and pull them up for one. Either way, least. I'm saying Connor's getting 10 points over these last five games. So that's going to put him up to tonight. 123. 123 is where I'm going to end up. 123. That'll get the job done. So job done. If you are listening to this podcast, which I know you are, Mm -hmm. hit us up with your predictions. ON radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Where's Connor going to end up at? Where's he going to end up at? So I say 123. There you go. Right. Good. Mm -hmm. Do you think anybody here think Huberto beats him? Uh, It's just tough because Florida is such a wagon. Like, I don't know if people saw this. They They set the pump goals in. They set the record last night for most goals since the cap era began. Yeah. And they have five games left. And look at their schedule over the last few weeks. They've basically just been pumping home six a game. Like they put home five against uh, five against Detroit. Okay. Three against the Islanders. But then it was six against Detroit, six against Winnipeg. Three against Anaheim, four against Nashville, four against Buffalo, seven against the Leafs. Like okay, they're playing like shit outside of the Leafs. They're playing a bunch of shitty teams there, huh? And, and, the just Leafs. and including the Leafs. Could have hit a button for that one. What? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they're playing bad teams, but they're beating the crap out of them. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oilers are being the crap out so of the So that's the concern, Edmonton. right? Like, is that Huberto probably has a bit of a better supporting cast out in Florida? Record-setting offense. What? He could just very well go on a run where he just doesn't stop putting up two a game. And that might be tough for McDavid with rest factored in to keep up with. Although he's they def- might start resting Huberto because they've he's definitely to pushing for. to win it for himself too, though. And Florida's doing the exact same thing. We're sitting here yep. saying, you know what, Connor wants it, Connor wants it, Connor wants it. Guess what? Florida's doing the exact same thing with Huberto. They're going to put him in every opportunity to try and get points. He's going to push for it as, yep. as hard as he can as well. How about Jonathan Huberto making uh he's a five point nine million dollar AAV? What a bargain. Till. So he's got one more year left on that. Oh, but he's going to cash in cash in. What, Look, is, what is Florida's cap situation like just in general? Like Next, are they tied up this on coming it? summer? They have 4.5 million in projected cap space, um, but they have, they have a few guys signed. Like they got to get a couple cheap D men done and a few, like they won't, well, they'll have to Giroux plan ahead. Like, shit, yeah. They'll have to plan ahead. Like yeah. Huberto's getting at least double where he's at. Do you think yeah. Huberto puts up these points next year, or is this the one? in like, so Kucherov did it a couple of years ago. Um, we've seen it before. Some guys get up there, they do it one time. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, this guy's the greatest now." He's he's in the upper echelon talk now, and all of a sudden they don't do it. And I'm not saying he's going to go down to 60 points, but what if he only gets 80 or 90 points next year? What? Well, I think that we've kind of talked about it with this Florida Panthers team in general, right? The offense is just there this year and Huberto is a big part of it. And so to me, it's, sure, I think, what is he going to do next year? I think that the, the answer is probably no, it's probably no. not going to be yeah, at the yeah. same level. Right. And yes. so, whereas McDavid, yes, you expect this every year. Like you've seen it. So Huberto, like Connor's proven it, you know? Yes. The interesting part with Huberto, like he had 61 and 55 last year, 78 and 69 the year before 92 nice. and an 82 game season for that. So I think it's fair to say that next year, Huberto could be like a 90 to 95 point guy again, but I, yeah, I don't think he's putting up 120 next year. Right, it's the same thing with Kucherov a couple of years ago. He, he went absolutely off and then not really. Connor McDavid picked up his 69th assist on 420. Nice. What? Nice. You're just going back to the same button every time. He's a hot there it is. There's that's better. I <laughs> uh, Kucherov though, to be fair, 1.29 points per game. He just hasn't stayed healthy. Fucking LTIR. Yeah. Ah. Weird. Weird how that worked out for him. So you, want want a cup. Yeah. you want a couple? Not there as many go. as Patty Maroon. Now Pat Maroon is a unit. What a debate we just had. Yep. That was really debateful. Hardly a debate. It was more us just agreeing with each other that Connor rules. I think there's a chance Huberto gets it though. What's the chance? Put a percentage on it. 40% 17. chance. 17. Are you just being a contrarian? 40% chance he gets it. I, there's five games left. Yeah, there's, yeah, you're not wrong. I wouldn't bet against McDavid. That's why I'm still saying, even though they're tied, McDavid has a 60% chance, but 40% for Huberto. I think that's fair, especially with the way that Florida fills the net. Yeah. If he's playing, he's going to get points. You know? Yeah. What's their schedule like, though? Should that's, we start diving into that? Toronto, and then they've got Tampa, Bof, Boston. And then they're playing some weaker teams in Ottawa and Montreal. How do you race. have their schedule? I just memorized. looked at it before I was, oh. when I was talking. <laughs> I Didn't you just say it though? To me, it's okay. I was going back. Yeah. I was looking at their previous games. Yeah. Well, I thought we already said who they were about. So they're, so because they're, I, I think that the Leafs just got pumped by the, the lightning. So they're not likely to let in a lot of goals in that game. Yeah. Right. Then you got the Bruins and the Bolts, which are good teams. So the interesting part is so like they go Ottawa, Montreal, then the season Edmonton goes San Jose and then a Canucks team that could be out of it by then. How, who blinks first? Like, I think both start times are the same on each night. So if you're the Oilers, do you sit there and it's like, yeah, both start times are the same. If you're the Oilers and you sit there and you see like Huberto's not taking warmups, do you sit there and be like, Connor, we know you want it, big man, but no way you're not playing tonight. We're no. saying, yeah. if he's up on points, maybe. I bet you the Oilers play it 
and they just, they just, they, they like Woodcroft has his plan and he's going with it. And whatever I, that is, that's yeah, it. I think, well, I think Woody's got a plan and I don't, I think Connor's in the lineup for the last five games, no matter what, just I, how much he yeah. plays. Like what is his TOI? That's, that's what did he do last year? He was in all the way through. Yeah. He didn't take one off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he misses San Jose and Vancouver. Both. I, you can't sit him for no, both because I think you're getting into the rust category. That's almost now. the seven days off. Then I, I think, think he's just, I think he's just, he's in, he's going to take some twirls. Like Tyler said, he's on the power play. Maybe get a couple of shifts every uh, here. So there. last year they played on their last two games were against Montreal and Vancouver. Oilers had locked everything up. McDavid had 15 shifts for 16 minutes against Vancouver, 16 shifts for 15 minutes against Montreal. That's exactly what I'm expecting. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets brought down lower than that. Yeah. I was going to say that's, those are numbers closer to what he's doing right now. Just with, uh, with Woodcroft here. What he likes to spread them around. Yeah. You know, for uh, comparison, the least amount Connor McDavid's played this year is actually 1525 in a game against Anaheim where he still had three points. Oh, I was expecting the game where he got his chicklets knocked out there in Carolina. I thought that was going to be the one you were saying. No, he actually still played a lot that game. Where is that one? Basically played the entire last two periods is what you're telling me then. More or less. He still played over 21 minutes. All right. He's angry. I want to know from you. Did you guys see? I don't know if they showed this on TV, but uh, in the last game, McDavid was going to the bench and Darnell Nurse went to turn and Nurse clipped him with a high stick right in the mouth again. no. And McDavid was... Not that he was like pissed at Nurse, but you could tell he was not enjoying what just happened. And he was like doubled over on the bench and then the trainer came over and McDavid waved him off. Nobody wants a stick to the mouth ever. No. Even if it's your friend Especially when it's your third one, fourth. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Doesn't get easier. Sideshow Bob getting hit in the face with a bunch of rakes. It's That's kinda, really what it is. It's just kind of. <laughs> we should uh, we should have like Kennedy or Waz make a gif of McDavid's face on. Uh, I would also like the sound effects though, where he's just like. Uh, <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, if you're listening to this, I want to know where you think Connor's going to finish at. Are you coming in more, uh, more bullish than I am? One twenty three to finish it up. I want to know. I went radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Send us on the old social media machines. Got it? Good. Good. Shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. New location out in Fort Saskatchewan. Always available as well on DoorDash. It's Friday. You don't want to work. You've already worked enough this week. Come on. Come on. Relax. Put your feet up. Ding dong. Big Oilers game tonight. Playoff time. Playoff time. You got to get ready. You got to get prepared. You got to feel it. That means drinking. No time to cook. I was thinking about it. So... I have not really all that much partied for the last two years based on world circumstances. I don't know if you guys know this Calgary. Well, so there was some sprinkles, Jasper. (laughs) but like, so what I'm getting to is I'm out of, I'm out of rhythm with like consistent partying. I've had bursts Mm. Jasper pond hockey tournament. We got after it. Calgary got after it arguably a little too early. You're You're talking about you don't have your pacing down yet. Well, see, I was pacing at the same pace pre pandemic, which, you know, when you haven't partied a whole lot through that time, well, all of a sudden you I want to finish line faster. What I want to hear is what you're going to do to make sure you're ready for Monday, May 2nd or Tuesday, May 3rd. I'm going to spend all of next weekend in a haze. Like I was a, a little, I was a little bit, beer. I was a little bit surprised to walk in today and see you at the table out there what? and not have like a bottle of tequila around your foot somewhere. Maybe, you know, actually I, I did not, I did that. not look into your, into your cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm hoping the, uh, it's not 0.00 right now. Yeah. That's just a coffee. Here's the key. It's a lot of steam. You got to get sit in that bathroom, 
turn the hot water on, start smashing them red wines and keep yourself hydrated. <laughs> it's my favorite picture from Jasper. It's a bag milk with a cone on his head and it says more like cone milk. I was uh, having hashtag fun. That's fine. You know, I just felt like I needed a cone to make sure that people were listening to mm-hmm. what I had to say. Yep. But we need you ready for May 2nd. Well, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Like what happens? I'm just thinking out loud here. Right? And don't forget, you may have to have a radio uh, radio call in at say, you know, <laughs> half an hour after the game's over too. So you need to be ready for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know what Rick's talking about, when the Oilers knocked out the San Jose Sharks in 2017, my boy Reed Wilkins, friend of everybody, he texts me and he's like, hey, scale of one to 10, how are you doing right now? And I'm like, I'm a 12, my man. I'm feeling great. He's like, can you come on the radio right now without swearing. I was like, Buddy, I got this. <laughs> oh boy. No problem. So I went out back behind the pint uh-huh. and I did my hit. Uh-huh. Horns honking. I oh, thought I did great. <laughs> Listen to it back the next day. Well, a little sloppy. Did you swear? No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. Kept her tight. Just a little, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little, little slurry, but you know what? We were having a good time. Hashtag fun. Tyler. You buying a house? Pardon? You buying a house? Oh, don't look at my computer right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler buying a house over hey, there. I, I have alerts up housing market, very competitive. It's a nice place. So I have like one of those automatic searches from my real estate agent, where as soon as a house is listed, you like I get an email being like, look at this fucking house. And, um, uh, so I just had to text her and be like, I would like to go see this home. It, it's pretty nice. Very nice. As you breaking news here on the podcast, wah, wah, Tyler looking to grow up a little bit, mm-hmm. buy himself a new home. Very Dan, nice you just home. bought a new home. I did tips for Tyler. Uh, well, bad news is, as Tyler mentioned, the the housing market is quite strong here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone well over, I went over well over asking price a couple times and came in fourth <laughs> and fifth. So, it's insane. so it's, uh, it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, the trick for us was to put in an offer right at, at right at asking and put a deadline on it. Force them to make, you've a got 12 well. minutes. I yep. gave them until 5 PM that <laughs> night. Start a timer. Yeah. yeah. Go. Piece of dudes got like 30 seconds. Anyways, not that I like being a distraction during the show, but this popped up and I felt like I needed to look at it right away. House. Very nice place. You never know how fast it's going to go. Only one bathroom though. Can't do that. Yeah. You take big shits. You can't have that, you know? Mm-hmm. Could I add one though? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Amber, don't go in there for 12 to 15 minutes. Tyler tries installing a new toilet. Oh, hey, no, I, I did that. that one summer. Yeah. I was okay at it. Okay. Good for you. I'm proud of you. All buddy. done. Proud of you. Home ownership is a big step. For you and your life. Big responsibility. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact I'm doing this right around an Oilers playoff run when my wallet's going to be hurting. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking about since Rick asked the question, prepping for playoffs, mm-hmm. like I'm just thinking about loud, out loud here. Imagine a scenario where maybe we got down to wherever the Oilers are playing in the first round, like a little impromptu nation vacation. I don't know if it's possible. Probably, it's probably, probably pack some shorts. It's probably be pretty nice down there. Yeah. No matter where you're going. Yeah. Might be a vacation vibe. It might be a vacation vibe might be a good time. Would my body be ready for such an event? I don't know. Yes, because your brain would not allow it to uh, have an answer. Your brain would just say we're going and your body would just have to like go. Well, I think you made I a good point. I know you very well. Well, yeah, I was going to say on the point you made it on the bus, I should say you made an interesting point where you said my superpower is that I get up to eight and a half, but then I just no, maintain. You can do that for like 12 hours. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I get up to 11 and then it's bedtime. I if sort of, he did a very good job in Nashville is what I'm trying to say. Oh. You didn't go to bed early. I went to bed pre No, his going days. to bed early was he had to be up at seven. I think he left like 12 or like one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. Like one. Um, you got responsibilities. Yeah. You got a house to pay for. 
I forget what we were doing that night, but I'm sure we were having some fun. We yeah, always probably. had fun there. Nation vacations are a good time. And if it was whatever, a Vancouver, Vegas, or LA, no matter what we'd have a blast. Well, let's, let's talk about which we'd prefer. Nobody wants to go to Vancouver. Sorry, quads. Right? Weird. That's, That's no true. fun. Dan, thoughts? I was just booking that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to Vancouver. Nah. Uh, I don't think Vegas is going to have any playoffs to go to watch. So, Well, what happened today? So, well, okay, so let's go through this. Earlier today, Jesse Granger from The Athletic reports that Robin Leonard is going to undergo season-ending knee surgery. And about 20 minutes ago, Pete DeBoer took to the podium and said, quote, it was a maintenance day today. I expect him <laughs> at practice tomorrow. I expect him dressed on Sunday, says the reports are inaccurate. Dressed in what? What the hell is going on? What is going on with this dude? Because I'll, Frank Cervalli earlier in the season was reporting an injury. He doesn't do that unless he knows something. And then this, he's out with season ending injury. And then the coach says, nah, he's good. What is going on? It's wild. I, I made this comment today uh, on one of my radio hits. I said, you know, I'm really interested to see what, uh, what Pete DeBoer does with all his spare time next year. Cause he's not going to be coaching the Vegas golden Knights. And just the way <laughs> this has gone with them missing, likely missing the playoffs. But even if they squeak in and get smoked by Colorado in round one or something, the drama DeBoer has brought. And everything that's gone on this year, Quick I don't recap, see how he please. could be back. Just in the last two weeks. Well, his coming into the team initially was drama filled, replacing uh, uh, Gallant. Gallant, yeah. 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 And then you go to this year, and it's just the thing with Leonard where you start him, pull him after he gives up one goal in the first period. There was the game against New Jersey where they lose 3 2. Leonard gives up a couple that maybe weren't great, but it was a 3 2 game against an awful New Jersey team that can't keep pucks out of their own net. You only scored twice. And DeBoer's reaction is to sit in front of the media and be like, hmm, our goalies weren't as good tonight. What? And then you do the thing against Washington. And now there's this going on where you are, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think the moral here, the takeaway, is I'm glad Vegas is having a bad time. Me too. Although someone pointed out on Twitter, is this bad for the NHL? Why? How? How? Vegas is a team that consistently goes for it and makes big transactions and big swings. That's consistently. Good. They've done it for like four years. They've been here for four years. I know, but they've done it through four years. They've been the team <laughs> that goes out and gets, existence. And that gets would... every star they want. So if the lesson learned and the NHL is a copycat league, if the lesson learned is, oh man, if you take those big swings, you could fall flat on your face and or, everyone gets conservative. Is that boring? I don't or, know. That's just a point. I'm just Vegas saying. looks at missing the playoffs this year and they say, we need to be even more aggressive next year to get fire the in. coach, fire the team. Because we all know that's a yeah, great thing work. to do. I think that Vegas is showing the, the opposite of the, you know, the Steve Tambellini do nothing strategy, yeah. right? They, they've done too much. They've meddled too much. And there's often that question asked of a lot of teams that are actively and highly active, like Vegas has been of, you know, are you doing too much to, to mess with your chemistry? And yeah, I mean, to me, that's a team that why did that team get away from what they had done in year one and created so much success with it, with that, with little to no transactions. What are you referring to though? The, the team that they created through the expansion draft. Well, for, like the first the year, been- for the first year, though, you could sit there and go, well, none of you guys were wanted. All your team gave up on you. <laughs> yeah. Like, come together. Yeah, let's do this. Said. And, and you know what? They weren't actually, they did not consider themselves a, a, a playoff contender. And then they went on an Eastern road trip, won a bunch. And then all the, you know, the, the vets sat down and said, oh shit, maybe we are. And then they got involved in it. And then James Neal leaves at the end of the season. Like, it's, you really can't, re- you can really can't just redo that again. It's just, no, it was but, just a, it, 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 perfect timing, but set it in, forget it. Instead of continuing to tweak and a dad and like Gallant's Gallant's firing was in the middle of a season where they were being successful. 
And you're going after a guy out of San Jose who was a coach of your rival. It was right. weird. And then like even the way Leonard ended up there, right? Where it's like Flurry's fine. Oh, but no, you got to go get the big thing. You got to get Leonard. Then you got to sign him too because you don't <laughs> yeah. want Leonard. To, and it's funny how they went from, you talked about that first year, the golden misfits, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wasn't wanted and they really golden built themselves up. They really built themselves up on the, like, we're a room full of guys where our teams didn't love us. And then what did the organization do? They didn't love them. They traded every depth piece and every prospect they have for star players. And it's like, so you took your initial approach that worked and you just flipped it on your head. Yeah. So sometimes the uh, the slower process is the right one. Well, yeah, sometimes now, a 15 year rebuild is the way to well, go. And now we <laughs> well, look I'm at Seattle. 15, but maybe like three year. <laughs> Seattle, what? yeah. Now you look at Seattle and that's a team that's not, nobody looks at that team and says, that's a cup contender in five years. But as they're soon terrible. as Ron Francis got there, everyone's like, yep, yep. this is a great thing. The blah, 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 blah. And they're pumping their tires for no particular reason. So basically the next team that comes in Quebec, congratulations. You've just been given an expansion franchise as the 33rd franchise in the NHL. You should do the middle. Just find what Vegas did. Don't do as much of it and find what Seattle did and do more. So can we not say that Holland might be doing something right here by not over metal? No, Rick. Why? I just I'm messing with you. Well, let's talk about something that Ken Holland did. He made a big gamble last off season. We've talked about it at length over the course of the year. Mr. Mike Smith, 40 years old in his last 10 starts. He is nine Oh and one with a 1.7 GAA and a nine forty eight save percentage with two shutouts. Love it. How about the old boy? I love it. Here's the thing. And I talked about this yesterday on my podcast too. It's like Mike Smith is, do you think I'm, I'm going to tangent for a second? Do you think he's a little bit unlikable? Just as I, mm, yes or, and no. Yes, yes and, and no. no. Like if this was Miko going on the run that he's on right now, I would have a Costco. That's jersey. what I mean. And that's what I mean. But he's, like right now, there's a lot of people being like, they're waiting for the fallback to say, I told you I was right. I told you so. Yeah. He, he lives by the sword and he dies by he, the sword. He takes the Mike Smith against the world. Fuck the haters approach. Yep. Whereas Miko takes more of a, I'm just going to play good and shut you up. And I tend to gravitate towards one of those personalities more than the other, I think is where I go with it. So where I'm confused, I'm about- really curious as to which one you go towards Miko. I like the, I like that. Yeah, story but you line. can't tell me you're not the guy. If someone's like, if everyone's pointing the finger against you, that like drives you more to do something. And maybe that's why I'm more drawn to Miko. Cause he's not like me. <laughs> I would be an asshole. Like, like yeah, yeah. Yes. But you know what? I think it comes is. down to kind of like their nationality. I think that's the finish way is a little more quiet in front of the lights and stuff. I think behind the scenes, you might see a bit of a different attitude. Um, I just don't think Mike, a lot of people like Mike Smith's personality. I think I love it. I think it's perfect for sports. I just think that I beg milk. I think you said it well. And, and uh, for me, it's, it's when Mike Smith's anger is directed towards like, you know, that the battling and, and fighting the other team, it's great. But when I see him turn on his defenseman, we and don't I know see what him. was said though. All we see is like glances or yep. stares or something. We don't know exactly what gets, <laughs> of what's, course, what's but that's all we see. So that's all we have exactly. to base our opinions off. So that's where I'm basing my opinion off. And that's where I think that a lot of people turn on him is because he turned in their opinion and in their vision, he turns on his teammates right away. Of course, all allegedly uh, in our weak. opinions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I just find that's kind of where I was going with it too, is I, I just think Miko is maybe more likable in that sense. The thing I just find interesting is that, I will fully admit I've shit on Mike Smith countless times on this podcast, real life, my podcast. I wanted him on waivers five weeks ago. But the counter is when he's playing like he is right now, again, 901 is last hand, 1.7 GAA, 948 save percentage with two shutouts. You got to give the guy some love for what he's doing. Yep. 
we can increase the sample size to the last two seasons as well. Right. And then you had to put the, uh, just when he's healthy. Well, that's the thing. So the only concern I have with Mike Smith right now, he's on top of his game is his old ass body. But so the, and I, I say this every time. Um, I don't believe his two big injuries this year have been old man injuries. I think old man injuries are kind of like when I was getting out of the vehicle the other, you know, a couple of years ago <laughs> and I, and I, and I moved my left leg out and I had like the worst growing injury I've ever had yep. before. Mm-hmm. That's not but, what he got crashed into. I think the well, the recovery he, t- the recovery time can be an old man type of thing. The one he like popped his thumb out for no reason. So that one was a bit of a, like a oh, probably doesn't happen to like a twenty five year old goalie. You think so? I, I honestly did yeah, that. Yeah, it might have just been, been, been just hit right. you in the wrong spot. Hit yeah. you in the wrong spot. Is that a doctor rem check lock in there? And we need a doctor in here. Mm-mm. But but like health wise, consistency that's a part of consistency, and that's what you need from your goaltender is consistently being able to trust them. And I just am not there right now. He's at a nine thirteen all season. Not, How's that about? Can thing? I can I actually give this number as well? Just to go along with that before you finish. One in the last two years since the beginning of the shortened season, goalies who have played at least forty games, and there's a lot of them. Um, Mike Smith ranks eighth in save percentage oh, at 918. Damn. He's better than Flurry, who has a Vezina, Thatcher Demko, Tristan Jari, Jack Campbell, and Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, and that's and that's perfect, and that's what you want. But what happens when Mike Smith falters in the playoffs? How yeah, do you know he's gonna falter? He didn't falter last because, year. Because he because he's had falters every time, just like every goalie does, right? So but okay, but no one's sitting there going, What happens if Markstrom goes back and playing like last year in Calgary? No one's saying that. They, I mean, they should be why, but because that's, because that's, that's part of their team identity is relying on Markstrom to. Yeah. yeah. So to you say this is what he that. is right now. Why would you go back and look what happened last year? Because that's, because that's how you, that's how you learn for the next time. Right. And we well, didn't, why can't we do that with time. Ken Holland then? Because he didn't learn from the next time and he went back to the exact same tandem that we've had for the last two years. And it's worked so far. To, it, there, you, you have to look at the, what, it, what options to get he had any success in the playoffs. To be fair, goaltending hasn't been the issue and really wasn't against Chicago outside of game one. Wasn't the biggest issue. We just couldn't score. Yeah. Last year we couldn't score. I know the sweep, but it was four one goal games. I know the one game wasn't one one goal, whatever. Yeah. To me, that's that's not on goaltending. If we can get this type of goaltending going to the playoffs, I really, and I've said it before and I've said in front of other people, I think we're one of the Western finals this year at the very least. Here's the thing is if the Oilers, especially the way Woodcroft has them playing right now, if they can just get average goaltending, they're going to be fine. Would you rather have the Oilers tandem or Calgary's tandem? Calgary. 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 What happens if you get one injury though? Vladar's been good. Yeah, he's really good. You'd rather so you'd put Vladar in before you put Miko or Smith? It's, it's different. How would you rank them? Would you not rank them uh, Markstrom 1, Smith, Miko whatever way, 2, 3 and Vladar 4? Right now, I think I might go Miko four on that list. But the gap, the gap between I understand yeah. that. I, no, I get, I get that. I get that. What I, what I'm referring to is just like who would you rather have? Who, which backup would you rather have? I think we'd rather have Edmonton's. I, I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know I enough like to Bladar. say any about. I don't know enough to say about Bladar myself. But, but my thing, it just, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's one of those things with Markstrom. Is it's you're counting on that guy to be the starter. With Smith, it's. When and if he falters, well, what's why do the we have to say step? when and if? Why do we have to look at it that way? When I when I think of when and if, it's just his body. He just hasn't proven that he can be healthy consistently. Other than the two weird ones, like he was fine last year, was he not? He missed a big chunk at the start of last year, and he was Are banged like up in December too. So that's all it is for me right now, Mike Smith. The way he's playing, if he's healthy, if and he is, he'll be fine. Yeah. So I, 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 there's just too many people. I think that, that want to bring that cloud of, of gray with them instead of enjoying the playoffs. 
Like well, we didn't do that in 06. We didn't do that in 97, no, 98. Because there was no expectation. There's no right? Twitter. Well, well, no, that was also no, there's that. no Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Or there's Twitter. Like, could you imagine never... if there was Twitter and Marc-Andre Bergeron would have not had a good time? But, oh, in, dude. but in 06, we backed into the playoffs. <laughs> and well, I don't think we backed into the playoffs. We, we, were into the, the, we were the 15th seed out of 16 teams. Okay, didn't but we didn't fall like back. Second last day. Second last game against Vancouver, yeah. I believe it was. We, 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 we got there. We got there at the last two spots fair but we didn't expect like, i in. suppose yeah but that's just snuck in, I, snuck in. That's, so that to me is like the <laughs> expectations are different right now we have connor mcdavid and leon drysettle on this team and they're both good and, the, and so, to me, so to me you're you are absolutely correct in wanting guy. us He's to be in the western guy. conference finals but <laughs> i don't know if we have the horses to get there yet and that's this team is way better than 06 which team do you want to have? Oh, this one or 06? Okay, okay. Who do you want to have? This team or 06? I, the only, <laughs> oh, the only hits. Who do, which team do you, which, which team would you rather have? Today's team or 06? I'd rather I'd have, have 06's today's. defense. No, no, you can't split it up. Yeah. You have to yeah, pick the 06. whole roster. I'd still go 06's team because oh. of the stars on the team. What stars outside of Pronger? Pronger and Dwayne Rollison. Dwayne Rollison wasn't a, wasn't a star. He just hit, he had a hot he was time. was the star of that playoff run. He was hot for, for sure. Yeah. But there's no, there's Going into it, no one said, oh, my God, this is the greatest goalie in the league. No. He was a backup. But with that defense. And they didn't have Woodcroft. Hey, Kevin Lowe. <laughs> I still take this year's team. I think that's. It's Smith, hard not to because Smith, you have Connor and Leon. Smith and Rowley are whatever. They're, they're equal. Okay. They're, let's just, let's call them equal. How dare you slag Horkov like this? <laughs> but but you got Connor, you've got Leon, you got Kane. Like you've got it. You're telling me you take Connor McDavid over Sean Horkoff every day of the week. Wow, are you kidding me? And Leon Drysaddle <laughs> over Jarrett Stoll. I'm telling you, man. This roster, I take. Oates was I would on take this team. roster no, today. I take this roster today over 2017's roster. Okay, that's not even a, that's a no brainer to me. That one yeah, in the yeah. right way or the bad way. That's it. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. But I still don't. I'm not with you on 06. How? This team's going to walk in as the second in the division where we just barely got in in, in, in 06. I miss Cam Talbot now. I'm thinking about it. Going in, if you if you rever- if you get rid of hindsight, if you just like two days before the playoffs start in I, 06 and two days before the playoffs start right I, now. I'll tell you right now. I remember the conversation. I was working at CBC Radio and Security and Halifax? the janitor in Halifax, in Halifax yeah. asked me what I thought. And I said, you know what? I think this team has the ability to play against anybody and they're going to the cup finals. I who, said, who it. can we play against this year? Uh, what do you like? What do you mean? Sorry. Well, you can say the exact same words. So if we line up against LA, we win that series. Sure. I think. And then we're probably playing Calgary and that's a tough series. Fair enough. We're two, two or two and two in this, uh, in, in the regular season. Yep. Well, I think we have the better defensive core. They definitely have us on goaltending. And I think, uh, the forwards might actually be kind of a little more down the middle. I'm g- I'm going to disagree on the defense. Because their defense is is a part of their of their offense, and it's their a part defense of their has always been team. pumped up over the years. But I don't think like they don't have Geo. Who are, who are their six defensemen? It's um, uh, Kevin. Hannafin, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Of course, everybody forgot Reagan him. Reagan accounting. Uh, yep. I'm actually trying to think. It's I know, Ke- but that's what Hannafin. I'm saying. Is that Calgary's, uh, Calgary's Hannafin, big on Tanev. Yeah. Um, they got Shillington's playing meaningful minutes for them. Clarence gets in every now and then. Stone. <laughs> Stone's been good for them <laughs> this year, weirdly, score. although he's in and out. Um, 
Yusuf Alamaki if he gets in. Yeah, okay, they got four guys. We're, we're missing someone, obviously. That's, that's, what what I'm saying, uh, that's what I'm saying. So Calgary. Dougie Hamilton? Calgary has been so and, uh, big defensively Clarence from, from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah When they had Brody, when they had yes. Gio. They have they, a remnants of, the, of their identity. That is from, sticking with them. Yes. But Zadarov. Yeah, Tucker. O- outside of the guy who works 24-7 hockey. Um, we can't I got sit- a couple. I got a couple. No, and that's fair. But you can't sit there and name all of them. the internet. You can't sit there and name all of them. I'm just saying, I don't think. Name all of our defense. Tucker. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I like our 11 and seven. I think our 11, seven gives us, puts us up there with some of the, gets rid of some of the defense playoffs though. I think that will, I think it Why ha- hasn't Woody gone back to it since then. He has been, has been the last two games. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whoops. Today, today might <laughs> be different because I think today might be different, but I think going in game one, I think we're going to go 11, seven. I like 11, seven. It spreads out the defensive. Minutes it makes a lot. It makes our D better because they don't yeah. have to eat so much. Sorry. Yep. As a guy that obviously missed a bit here, who was the seventh defenseman? Russell. You yeah. saw him lay so out a body. Him. You saw him lay out a, uh, so like you saw him murder a guy in, in Nashville. He killed a man. Yeah. Who am I missing? He killed a man. From the, That's why he can't come back. Who's over. the other extra guy? For us? Yeah. Because Russell's uh, not an Barry. extra guy. Russell's seven. Barry. Barry. Uh, Kulak. Barry Kulak. Okay. Got it. CC nurse. I'm yeah. putting it together now. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. We got it. Okay. <laughs> our 11 and seven allows our defense to be just as good as... The it top third, the top third the, for in, sure. the, in the top third in the league. It's almost like a little dose of insurance, you know, just like you get from our friends at Cornerstone <laughs> Insurance for 90 years and four generations. Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee owned business here in Edmonton with all of the insurance products you need, auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you need, they got it for you. Cornerstoneins.ca is where you need to be. And on the left-hand side of the screen, there's a little button that says citizens of the nation. Click on that. Get yourself a discount. How do you like that? Rolled right into it. Love it. Love it. That's good. Are we getting to ask the idiots now? I want to ask you guys a question before we do. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a a schedule to keep today. I actually do, yes. (laughs) We've got, as far as the schedule goes, I see 33 minutes that I'm allowed to kill. Okay. What happens after this? What's the problem? 32. What's the problem? We're going live at two o'clock with the giant short four time pregame show. People would love to see it go live and see this get torn down while the with the pregame show get uh, built up. We're packing up a lot of work to make the studio, uh, you know. Yeah, the anticipation. We got to leave the damn arena. I like that. We got to leave the arena. That's for sure. Rick, I tweeted out your quote. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Electronic Jordan. Technically, we only need them to be one game better than 06. thousand percent, man. (laughs) Electronic Jordan nailed it. Two goals, actually. Uh, The question I want to ask you before we get to Ask the Idiots is, when do we start talking about an extension for dad? Because he just hit 40 points against the Stars on Tuesday. Wednesday? Wednesday. And is this year, is this year two of his RFA of his ELC? Sorry. I'll, I'll look that up as well. But, um, I'm just thinking about it. Like at what point do you start thinking about it? Because if you bridge him, like you did with Daryl, that's going to be mighty expensive. Daryl was two bridges. Fair. I'm just asking the question. You may have, like, I think there's almost too much going on this summer where I don't think you can get Evan that big one this year. Cause you got to like right off the hop, you got Pooley RV, you got Yamamoto, you got McLeod, you've got Kane. And Bouchard, right? So Bouch has uh, one year left. So Bouchard's almost season. fifth on that list because he has one more season to go. Yeah, you season. almost have to get the other four taken care of, yay or nay, before you can get to the Bouchard part. So I think Bouchard is done next year, just because you have a couple guys ahead of him. I'd be tempted this summer to try and see if you can't get a long-term extension in for 2023-24 and just kind of lock it in. I agree, and maybe you can Oscar try and juggle club. five balls at once and figure it out that way. It's just one of those ones. If you get Bouchard locked in at a reasonable deal following his ELC, then Clef all bomb. of a sudden, Clef you know, bomb contract? If you Clef bomb him. Oh. Hey, 
all of a sudden you could have a bargain by the time he's 26, 27, 28 years old, even though he is 45 right now. What are the comparisons for this deal though? Right? Like Chris Pronger. Oh man. It's tough, man. Like he's in, he's in the upper echelon of defensemen his age. I know he's not a rookie, but whatever. Um, five on five points. It's like that puts him, puts him in a certain element. Like you really don't know what you're dealing with, but yeah, I agree with you back. You you have to try and get it done as soon as possible. I just think you need those four forwards to figure it out first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking. And almost like, (laughs) and almost your goaltending. Well, you have to figure out the goaltending because Miko's gone. So, so you got, I can still do Stu I, and Smith next year. That's a cheap goaltending. And I think okay. that's what they do to start the season. Roll it. See how we we'll see how we we'll see how it goes. And um, otherwise you try and make something mid season. We'll see. I like ultimately a guy Holland's like Cassian's got to go. Holland's got a tough summer ahead of him. Holland does not have a good summer or don't, an easy summer. No, Duncan last year was tough. This is this is tough too. Duncan yeah. Keith has had a really great career. You guys, I, I dude, I've said it from, I still think he retires, but Hey, listen, right. Win the cup this year? Yes. Smith retires. Duncan Keith retires. On yes. Come on now. Just win the win the cup and make Holland's job easier. He's out in the Okanagan sipping a little uh, sangria on a Sunday. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Would you go eight by five for Bouchard? Yes. Yes. This summer, you think you could yeah. do it? You, I would. If um, yeah. If, like I don't know if you can do it, I but if that's an my, option, fuck yeah. I need my capologist because because that would be along the lines of like what Pareko signed, a little bit less than that. Um, it would be along the lines of like the, the big deal. Pareko, that spot. wasn't right out of his ELC either was, uh, or was it like his was. second cool. contract? Seth Jones out of his ELC got 5.4 on a long-term deal. Um, I just think if you can, if you have that as an option, you yeah. lock it in and then you try and figure it out around it. Shea Theodore went 5.2 out of his ELC. Cause if like, this kid's putting up 40 points right now, barely any power play time, like, come on. Yeah. So if you can get it done, I think you do it, but it's just, so let me ask you this. Let's say you're getting to that point in the offseason. Ken Holland thinks he knows a general plan, but he can't move Zach Cassian. Do you buy out Zach Cassian if it means you have the money to sign Bouchard to a long-term deal? Or then do you go bridge and keep Cassian and let the deal expire? That buyout goes over four years though, right? It would be, yeah. So his cap hit is, oh, three, his cap hit is 3.2 mm-hmm. for the next two seasons. Yeah. It would go down to 6 million or 600K next year. Mm-hmm. It would go down to 1.8 the next year. What are you saving? Sorry, it's 2.6. Sorry, you're saving 2.5, then 1.3. And then it's two years of 966 against the cap. But in that last year, it's supposed to be the year the cap goes up. So what do we got for dead money right now? Sexy Reg come off yet? Uh, no, Sexy Reg does not come off yet. Uh, the Oilers. We're next... not still paying for fucking Pouliot though, are we? No, Pouliot's off. off. Uh, oh, thank God. Next season, the dead money is one and a half on Sekera. 1.9 on Neil, 750K on Luch. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. But like, that's what I mean. 4.1 you can't just, mil. You can't just add Cassian in there. You have to, you have, I would rather try and retain 50. And yeah, I think you gotta try out. and retain a trade to trade them. Uh, if you could retain, just fight to, it in one tighten year. that up. Fight it in one year. Retain one. Maybe someone takes him for 2.2. Yeah, for you free. want him. That's what we're talking. You no, know, we just need him to have a, like a, an impulsive playoff run here. Maybe. Yeah. Dare to dream. I think well, I, I, from what, from what we understand, there's a market out there anyway. So I think that's the trade is doable. Mm-hmm. Know what else is doable, Dan heading over to our friends at Buster's pizza and getting yourself something to eat. Very doable. Whether it's a pizza, whether you want to donair, they've got it for you. I'm just looking at their website right now. Busterspizza.ca. triple threat deal. Lasagna, three large pizzas. Come on. You get a lasagna if you want. I see it nice. right there. Pasta. I like it. Nice little side of garlic bread. Come on. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Everybody's having a good time with that. Busterspizza.ca, find a location near you because I promise there is one. Ask the idiots, if you don't know how this bit works, where have you been? We've been doing this for a while now. I'm not explaining the rules anymore. 
Now, Tyler, I'm starting with you. Question okay. one. Yep. Do you remember uh, the rules, Tyler? This oh. is a little bit of a winding road, this one. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, I've got a little bit of trepidation heading into the playoffs. Last year, the Oilers seemed to be riding high going in, but then as soon as the puck dropped, we saw what looked like a different team. They struggled to score. Everyone said we would roll over Winnipeg, and all we did was roll over. What do you think makes this year different? Give me something more than a little bit of Kool-Aid. I think the Oilers scoring depth this season is better than it has been in years past. And I outlined this on an article I did uh, for the site a couple of days ago, outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl, the Oilers have nine other skaters who I counted. They've played 500 minutes this year, five on five, the points per sixties at five on five range from 1.3 to 2.01 Hyman being the high mark of that. So it's Hyman to Cassian is 1.3 to 2.1 last season. Again, minimum 350 minutes because it was a shortened season at five on five. That range was 0.85 Archibald. So half a point per 60 less to the top 1.67. Who wants to take a stab at who that was? No way. Any of you guys are just guessing Jujar Kara. I knew it. (laughs) And this year, if you even just go from when Woodcroft took over, the range is 1.06. So Cassian's a little lower, but all the way up to 2.64 in a guy like Derek Ryan. So the Oilers scoring depth is much better than it was last season. And that is the main reason why I think they have a better shot at going deep this year. Is that a horse noise? (laughs) (laughs) The process of that was incredible. Thank you. It's good. Uh, Dad was having a little chuckle. I was. was I looked over. What is that? I saw it was coming. Nation Dan, give us some, what makes this year different other Uh, than a little Kool-Aid? Well, uh, the crowd for me is going to be the, is going to be the big thing. We're back in the building. We are back in the building and the building is going to be at capacity and Edmonton is undefeated. This is a true fact undefeated at making noise in the playoffs. Mm. Did you know that? No, yeah. can be we've us. never not made noise. They've never not made noise. And so I, I just, I really believe that the lessons that have been taken away from these last two bubble playoff runs, uh, are going to come to fruition and we're going to be there to keep them honest. Right, Rick? Yes. Rick, all killer, no filler. What's different this year? Uh, they're both right. They're both right. I think obviously Tyler broke down how the, uh, the, the, the scoring is just much more deep. And then, um, Danny, you were right. If you look back in 06, I believe they would probably tell you the fans won a game, a game and a half, maybe two. What is that type the of war thing? of the fans wins above replacement? Worth one and a half, two wins. I like it. All I, I know so. is that when you're in a building in Edmonton in the playoffs, you can't fucking hear yourself. And no. that's going to make a difference. That's it not even just difference. the rink either. That's some establishments around the city. You can't very true. This very city true. is excellent. I'm surprised, actually. I haven't seen more car flags out yet. I, I always say you got to wait till you clinch. Yeah, that's you the earn, rule. You earn that car flag, damn it. When are you guys putting the razors away? Uh, this baby face of mine. I've never taken one out personally, (laughs) (laughs) but I, yeah, I was actually curious. When are we going on the playoff beards? I'll do one. Let's go. It's going to be patchy and gross, but that's fine. Clinch miss. Or we shave right after the last game. Is that the deal or what do you guys want to do? So I haven't shaved in four days and this is what I get. Okay. (laughs) Good. You're going to look great. I'm thinking I might just go because the mustache, if I just really let, it, let it go, I might just go just mustache and let it get really fucking greasy. Hey, just play it day by day. All right. We'll see. So what, what's the plan here? When do we start though? Day right they now, clinch. Day they clinch. Clinch so, miss. So tonight, if they clinch against Colorado, shave and you're game. done. Shave and you're done. Shave. You're done. <laughs> it's the worst. All right. I'm in. All right. 
Rick I, does have the most work to do here. Yeah, Rick has the most work. To, I, I can't even grow anything, so you won't even know the difference. If you're listening to this, however, join us. If Clinchmas happens tonight, Friday, yeah. let's get going on yes. the playoff beards. All right. That was last season, I think. Uh, just to wrap it up, what's different for you this year for me? The five on five scoring. They're scoring at even strength and they're doing it consistently under Woodcroft. And that is a massive difference and top five. And if their power play gets hot, it can single-handedly win them games. And if You're you want to excited over here, and if you want to sit there and do the whole, like, man, they don't call penalties in the playoffs. It's they not do. true. Um, Dave Jackson, former NHL official now in a, now a rules analyst with ESPN pointed this out. Here's the last five years of power plays per game in the regular season versus the play versus the playoffs. There are more power plays per game in the playoffs Every season, except last season, when it was off by 0.29%. The perception is not reality. So that 0.29% was probably the lack of fans yelling bullshit at people. Probably. Right? Or it was just Definitely. the lack of calls on McDavid single-handedly. That's just it. There's more There's more infractions. The, all the, the penalties still get called at the same rate. I think there's just more infractions, or at least appeared infractions. Rick, I'm starting with you. Question yes. number two, ask the idiots. Since he has regained his health, Smith has returned to the same form he showed last season, if not a little better. Should the Oilers consider going with a Smith-Skinner economical goalie tandem next year only having three million bucks tied up in goaltending would open up some other opportunities maybe like a guy like maybe for a guy like Kane yeah I think it's definitely something you're thinking I don't think that's your plan a um but it's definitely a bit of a safety net I think they had it this year they went in there made the two or three different um options he thought would give him a better tandem didn't work out went back to what he had last year. And I think uh, you're going to see the same type of thing this year. There's going to be two or three different options. You're going to go at to make the, the, the goaltending better. If not, he knows what he has or he knows what he feels he has in, in uh, Skinner and Smitty. And I think that's what he does. Danger Dan, Smitty Skinner. Um, I'm still hoping for an outside goalie to come in. I don't, I really love a camper, you know? Yeah. I don't it's gotta be a, like, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be better. And, it's tough to be better than what they're doing right now. I don't mind the idea of having Skinner as the backup though, because then to me, you know, the next time Smith goes down with his injury is the, is the time for Skinner to shine and take the net from him. So I, I don't mind that option, but I'm still really hopeful that we just go out and find a goalie that we can bridge right into Skinner's prime instead no. of hoping. Tyler. I think, I think the likely move is that we get one year of Smith and Skinner. Mm -hmm. If Smith for whatever reason can't go, then can I give you my name for who will be the Oilers goalie next season? Is yes. it Ricard Raquel? Jeremy Swayman. He could probably pick it up. Mm -hmm. I don't him. Uh, Cam Talbot. <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury's agent has said Flower wants to come back for a year. <gasps> I think Minnesota needs to be incredibly economical because they're tight against the <laughs> when cap. When does that cap, that their cap issues? Is that sure. next year? Or the yeah, year? yeah. their dead cap space jumps from 4.8 <laughs> to 12.8 <laughs> next season. So, you know, they got to save some money. So yeah. I could see something where it's a bonus incentive deal with a low cap it for Flurry, and they're looking to just dump Talbot. What's Talbot's contract right now? 3.6, one more year. So next season. Yeah. So could you get um, Minnesota to eat a million dollars in that trade? Probably not. Cause I think they can yeah, move Talbot without to. the help, but still, I think Talbot wouldn't cost you so a lot. Talbot and if, and if you're going Smitty on LTIR for whatever reason, hype this, a hypothetical world we're living in. <laughs> so Talbot comes in for Cassian like Cassian goes out, Cassian goes out <laughs> and his contract goes to Talbot Cassian yeah. for a fourth. And then you trade like a third for Talbot done. Hire me Oilers. I work for cheap. How much you work for? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We work as a team. It's a four man thing. Yeah. You got to hire the crew. Oilers. The four of us work for cheap. <laughs> yeah. 
What's we'll share. We'll share an office and everything. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. share a salary. Casual. You know what? Yeah, you get no all problem. four of us for a million bucks. Call the side Easy. Hustle. All four of us for a million bucks. Easy. I'm in. Bargain. Bargain. I don't even need a parking stall. No. A GM by committee would be a really fascinating thing. Nothing would get done. Yeah, it's true. We just uh, have to vote on everything. And <laughs> since there's four of us, it's always split. Together. Tyler always wants Ricard Raquel in every deal. <laughs> he makes it a 13 deal every time. We would fit into the red wine group though. Oh, yep. fuck. Yes. It's uh, a lifestyle. Would we buddy? Why who's, not? Who's we? Well, oh, listen, we if you get over version. your, yeah, yeah if you get over <laughs> guzzling it, like it's the last fluid on earth, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, just to wrap up the goalie conversation, I'm going to guess it's Smith and Skinner next year. I'm going to guess it because I think like Rick said earlier, Holland has a tough off season coming up and I think he's going to spend every single dollar he can to try and get the forwards done. That's just, that's just the way she goes. And they'll get Kuzmenko. <laughs> that Russian free agent. Okay. So what kind of numbers do we take from there that he's doing right now that he would plop in over here? So, and he's a right hand. So he's a high man. He's a, he's a righty playing the left side. So this is what I wrote at the nation. Kuzmenko Mm -hmm. this season Mm -hmm. had a points per game of Mm 1.18. The year before Artemi Panarin came to the NHL, he was 1.15. The year before Kaprizov came over, he was 1.09. So Kuzmenko's also three to four. He's also three to four years older than those two guys were in their final season. Whatever. So we get like a 73 year old older potentially get a very productive cheap winger here. Yeah. That way he plays wing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Left side shoots, right. He's small though. Five 11. Hey, fuck it. Let's roll baby. So he can't. Yeah, but he's five 11 in Russian though. And could I interest you if you're bringing him over and you already got the plane going out. Mm -hmm. There's another guy who had 25 points in 35 games this year. He would say Slepyshev. Slip? Are you uh, bringing him back? Uh, I wouldn't, but I just like the joke. That's fair. I like it. All right. Slip's a good dude. He was. He was. All right. Uh, question number three. Ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. I'm going to start down with Tyler. And don't worry, I'll give you guys some help on this. Okay. Um, if the Oilers got a do-over in the 2003 draft, that is the draft. Pouliot? Obviously, they took Marc-Antoine Pouliot. Who is your redo? The question here is who goes one, two, three, so we can walk through all of it. But I would rather say who's the Oilers. If you get a redo. So listen, these are some of the names that went after Pouliot. All right. The very, very next pick, number 23, was Ryan Kessler. Then Mike Richards, Anthony Stewart, Brian Boyle, Jeff Tambellini, Corey Perry came in at number 28, Patrick Eves, Sean Bell uh, rounded out the first round. Then let me look here in the second. Uh, Shea Weber went in 49th that year. Uh, David Backus went in the second round that year. Patrice Bergeron went 45th overall. Any of those names tickle your fancy as a potential do-over? So I have to yes. pick someone who went later than Julia. Yeah. That's the yeah. rule. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm changing the rules. So yes. Yeah. I would go with uh, I'd go with Perry. Interesting. I'm jumping in Bergeron. Claimed. Oh, Bergeron. Holy shit. I missed him in the second. Yeah, I'd pick Bergeron. Jesus. It's Bergeron. I claimed him. Answer I claimed Bergeron. Him. In the draft, if you pick the wrong team, if you pick the wrong player in the draft, the team behind you gets to pick the player. You don't get Bergeron. You're stuck with Perry. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Honestly, I honestly, I really like Corey Perry. Um, even going great. into that world juniors, I didn't know why he was the 13th forward, but within 12 minutes, he was on the first line. Dan, any of those names tickle your fancy? Oh, I got a deep cut from this draft taken in the eighth round. <laughs> no. <laughs> at 245 overall by the Chicago Blackhawks, one Dustin Bufflin. Ooh. Oh, you know what? That's actually, a, that's a solid pick. Thank that's you. That's incredible. What was the other defenseman though? You said Weber? 
Yeah, Shea Weber was in there as well. Yeah, that's... Uh, Yaroslav Halak was taken in the ninth round of that. Yeah, draft. I was going to say, can we talk about how in the ninth round they had one, two, three, four, five players play over 450 games? Yeah, that's wild. Can we Brian, talk about how there was a ninth round? Yeah, and an eighth round, by the way. Brian Elliott, David Jones, Yaro Halak, Tanner Glass, and Matt Molson. All I'm incredible. Just since I've covered the draft now for the nation so many times, I'm so happy there's not nine rounds. Dude, we're loaded by the time the second round starts. Anyway, there's only a first, oh, I guess you have to do the fuck. But like on day two day. to yeah, write fair. the articles and shit, it's just like by the time the sixth and seventh round comes around, you can't find anything on these kids, let alone an eighth and ninth round. Uh, the Oilers that year had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve total draft picks. Um, two. The, one of them played over three hundred games. It was Brodziak. Stortini. Most got, of them weren't here though. In Minnesota. Yeah, Stortini got to two fifty seven. Um, they had one, two, three, four, five guys who didn't play a single game. Uh, Matthew Roy was one of the picks. He mm-hmm. got mentioned. He, that's his like second time getting mentioned in it's the last hair, month. Yeah, yeah. Troy Bodie was their ninth round pick. He played 159 games. Not with us. No. Colin McDonald, Mark Pouliot, JF Shock. A lot of these oh, did not work. JF Shock, man. That guy's the first line power yeah, forward. First line power forward under old Pat Quinn, Tyler. I would bring him back to protect McDavid. Put some respect on his name, you know? Uh, Question number four, ask the idiots. Tyler, I'm starting down with you because this one's a little complicated. Uh, Do you think the point system should change for overtime? What I mean by this is if a game goes into OT, it is still only a two-point total game, not worth three anymore. So if your team wins an OT, you get 1.5 points and the losing team gets 0.5 points. No. Now that's so three too much two, math. Yeah, for me. What? That's just too complicated. It's way too much math it's, for me. They tried. And you either go to that. straight wins or losses or you go to three, two, one. It's the only options. Rick, are you doing some half pointers here? <laughs> Definitely not half pointers. Dan? No. Yeah. You can't, you can't it. Yeah. But there's no difference between that and 3.1. Just the math would be more complicated. Things are just complicated. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm too dumb for this to work for me. We're not doing half points. No, I don't have fingers that are half fingers. You know, I need to count. Yeah, that's like that is numbers. though that is just the three two one system in a more complicated way. So, I would like them to go back to uh, just ties. two wins for a, two points for a win and one point for a tie. But it wasn't. So this I wouldn't mind I that, but not. I wouldn't mind that just two points for a win, one point for a tie. But I'm getting rid of the shootout minutes. and I'm extending the three on three to ten minutes. I, I would love yeah. to see three on three endless. Yes, that's what you have to go do. You have to do endless three on three. Because that's how you get it. coaches to stop overcoaching it, right? Yep. And you would get guys that have to go yeah. out because the just the play. matchups would be like, oh shit, they got a fourth line guy out against Connor or something like that. Time straight. And in the shootout, the other team gets to pick who shoots on your team. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to put a player in net instead of your goalie. I'd do that in a second. Chris Russell's like, my not- time to shine is now. <laughs> and they're not allowed to wear goalie gear. It'll yeah. It's like old school street hockey. You get a pillow and uh, an old baseball club. Some Sears That's catalogs. Fine. Yeah. RIP Sears. Uh, last question. Ask the idiots. Rick, I'll start with you on this one. By going 11 and seven, does this open up even a fraction of a possibility that Barry gets a shot on a, a couple of wing shifts? No. Why do people No. Come on, people. Can we stop putting defensive yeah. wingers? Like I'm done with that. That's the worst thing ever. The last one he could do was Buffalo. Like that, dude, that dude Burns. Mark Pesic. <laughs> But again, it's not, everyone loves to be like, oh, take a skilled defenseman. Just put him on the wing. But the only time it ever happens, Rick's dead. Yeah, Rick's dead. RIP. You need some water, big man? Are you sharing your water? This is a huge moment. This is a very nice moment here. Got your back. Look how red his head is. Yeah, you, bro. Got your back. 
Well, I was gonna if have fun anyone this ever part. brings up D men playing forward again, it'll be worse than this. <laughs> I got excited. I think Rick's answer is no. Yeah, yeah. Barry does not play on the wing. No, no, <laughs> no. You broke Rick with the we question. We broke Rick. I got excited earlier. So that is a Playoff question, time. Mitch. Mitch, you broke Rick. I hope you're satisfied with Mitch. yourself. Way to go, Mitch. All right. There you go. We got to do a little voting on who gets a GC here, gentlemen. So number one, Kool-Aid. Why is this different? No Kool-Aid. Number two, are you going with the cheap goaltending duo? Number three, redraft in 2003. Uh, Number four is the point system. Number five is Barry as a winger. Cheap goaltending. Redraft. Goaltending. Uh, Goaltending gets the win. Goaltending gets the win. I will abstain from voting. So that is Ed. Ed. Big Ed, shout out to you. You get a gift card from our friends at Buster's Pizza. I'll reach out to you post podcast. Good. Uh, as Tyler's making his way over to the board so that we can get hot and cold performers. Tonight could be clinch miss for the Oilers. Big game against the, uh, the Carolina. Pff, fucking hell. Third time's a charm. The Colorado Avalanche. Oilers have played the Avalanche really well this year. They just haven't been able to close out a win. What are you expecting tonight, Tyler? Um, do you think the boys got a little extra juice? Cause it's clinch mess potentially Friday night clinch miss where you don't play Saturday. Hmm. That's mm. what I want to see. I want to see them come out and just take a game to end a series. Uh-huh. I'd love it. I, I want, want them want all somebody feeling up. the way Rick does right now tomorrow morning when they celebrate this. Oh, I'll be fine. I want to see the Oilers handle their own business as opposed to somebody else losing or whatever. And then they get clinched. I just yeah. like to see them do it like the flames as an example. We the know how, had to win to send the flames to the play. We know how they can play against Colorado. They proved that already. 100%. I want to see them come out and just finish it when they have an opportunity to finish it. Yeah. Yep. Cause like, if you remember last time, the two one shootout lost dart, they got goalied by Darcy Kemper. That's why they lost. Or was it pull not being able to finish? <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Rick's dying again. <laughs> Which I was, that was a joke soft, by the way. That was a joke. Send your hate mail to Tyler at OilersNation.com. Just kidding everybody. Mm-hmm. I'll bring up his new address over on his computer. Dan, what are you thinking for the clinch miss tonight? Do I think it's going to happen tonight? Yeah, I don't. I just, I'm, Fade I don't know. Dan. I just don't see the, I just don't see the avalanches being a team that lose twice. We've taken them over time. We've taken mm-hmm. them over time. Didn't they just lose their last game though. No, we, they just to, got beat. we went to the extras. avalanche. Oh, I don't know, but we've taken the avalanche to extras, extras the most last two times. We do that today. We're done. We're in. Yeah. They lost uh, the avalanche lost to the crack. And, the, the and that game was really bad. I was actually watching that game and uh, yeah, the Kraken scored like two goals in like five minutes. That was the night and that Everly scored that fucking yeah. snipe snipe. That was hell. Shot. Our boy can still fire it. So yeah, I just, I just think Colorado's coming out firing tonight and it is what it is, but uh, Ben's going to be in the building. So the vibes are going to be good no matter what. Well, hey, our boy is 7-0 and when he's in the building. So if there's a night for clinchmas, it is when Ben is in the house. I'm going to say a 4-2 win. I'm just going to come out and say it, Tyler. Perfect. <laughs> he's sold. Tyler, get your buttons ready. It right. is time for the hot and cold performers of the week. The week. The week. The week. Oh, I didn't realize we don't have a sponsor for hot and cold performers anymore. Nope. Just clean. Brought to you by Bag Milk. Someone please sponsor us. Yes. If you would like to sponsor the hot and cold performers, reach out to us. We have to do the podcast with no lights on now. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We're stuck in the arena. We can't leave. <laughs> light, so it looks like we're doing it without the lights on. All right. Time for the hot and cold performers of the week. Just for this segment that we got yeah. the lights on. Brought to you by bag milk. So Dan, we're going to start off with our veggies as we always do. Who is your bag milk cold performer of the week? Uh, my, <laughs> my bag milk. Thank you. Cold performer of the week. Is going to, I lost it. 
just by listening to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to go to, where did it go? Right there. Um, oh yeah. The, uh, I, I feel like bad piling on a team that's smaller and they're nope. just trying to do good work, but it's the AGL AGHL's grand Prairie storm Storm. who hired, uh, Bill Peters this week, who is a guy that I just don't think needs to be behind a bench anymore. And so, uh, the Prairie grand Prairie storm, you're getting my Cole performer of the week. That's why they're never going to contend in that league. Ooh, what? That was a hot take from an age AJHL guy too. Mm -hmm. That was better than any Mm -hmm. button. Tyler. Thank you. That was good. Mm -hmm. Rick, your bag milk called for of the week. Uh, honestly, has to go to the the I guess the the seating prices, the the breakdown, everything about this new uh, Coyotes Arena. Um, I get it; it's it should be cool, you know, in, in a small, ridiculously small venue. But how do you have the how do the prices that 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 hard? They're that like high? Oilers prices. They are like no one's going. Like I've I, I have never been, but I'm pretty sure it was like four tickets for eighty dollars. You got thirteen hot dogs, four pops, four beers, and you got to like rent a Lamborghini for a day. Like that's exactly what was in in a ticket price. <laughs> now it's three hundred fifty bucks to sit along along the glass. Like wh- who is going to pay for these that wasn't paying for it before? <laughs> before that price, one of the players picks you up on the way to the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> taken two. And so three. I went. Now keep in mind, this is ten years ago. I went to a game in in Glendale and. I'll never forget it because my brother-in-law and I were down there for Monday night football because it was, it was a Cardinals game. And then we just had a day to kill. So we're like, Oh, the coyotes play. Let's go play. Or let's go watch it. Walked up to the ticket booth. They actually play. let you play. Yeah, they're like, hey, you're Canadian. I like, yeah. one. You paid for the $69 ticket. <laughs> you're, in. you're in. So we went up to the booth and we were like, okay, we've got $50 us each. What kind of tickets can we get? And they're like, you're fucking on the bench basically. <laughs> so we were sitting about 10 rows up dead center. It was great. But then I remember it all clear as day looking around the arena. I'm like, man, this is a nice arena they got here. And then I see a banner in the corner. It was a hundred bucks, four tickets, upper bowl, yeah. four tickets, four hot dogs, four drinks, four popcorns, hundred bones. And you probably got a banner with your name on it too. hundred percent free Jersey as well. Yeah. So cold I made farmer. that last part up. You're as cold as ice. I find it interesting though. Now I'm looking at these ticket prices. So glass seats row, 350 bones. What's behind the other end? Of, what's behind the other goalie? Goalie line, uh, one fifteen. No, what what is behind one of the goaltenders? Though there's a set oh, of seating it's, there. It's a uh, Bleachers University. Oh seating, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's just students. I just believe the mayhem section. Just general admission. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> trying to make some noise. All right, Tyler is rushing, He's pushing me. us. All right, where was I at? Oh, me. Tyler, your <laughs> bag milk cold performer of the week. No button for this one, but the passing of Guy Lafleur, and there are great stories everywhere about Guy Lafleur. Obviously, yep. uh, not just a legend, but an icon. So I want to share this line from Matt Larkin's piece, who said, "There are superstars, and then there are folk heroes, athletes who ascend to mythic status." And that was Guy Lafleur. Hundred uh, percent. My bag milk cold performer of the week is Tyler for rushing me. Mm-hmm. Fair. And I deserve that. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Flipping the ledger, let's end off on some positive notes. Tyler, I'm going to kick us off with the hot performer of the week. I'm going to say our boy Ben Stelter is 7-0 and when he is in the building. I love the kid. I love his spirit. I love his energy. And Ben Stelter, you got my hot performer of the week. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Rick, you're a bag milk hot performer of the week. Uh, I like it because I think he's, I think the haters are pushing him a lot right now. It's going to Mike Smith. I love the way he's showing up. Everybody He's doing it for the old boys. Just because you're over 40 doesn't mean you can't be an NHL player. I still have an opportunity. Let's go Mike Smith. Pour it on! 
on. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Nation Dan, your hot performer of the week. Uh, mine. Bag milk hot performer Thank of the you. week is going to go to uh, Nation Vacations in general. Uh, the fact that we just yeah, went yeah. on one has really fueled some fires and uh, keep your eyes peeled. Hopefully we'll have something more coming in the future here, at least in the summer. Imagine. So uh, all this travel, get me excited. Nation Vacation, you're my bag milk hot performer of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Yamchuk. Your bag milk hop from the week. Giving it to our boy, Matt Chapman, who keeps coming through with that Matt Chapman over half a base mm. bet bag milk. He's putting money mm. in our pockets. Mm. Love this it. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. There you go. Weather's Nation Radio episode 190 with three minutes to spare. Tyler. He was worried. Better. Look at him. Look at the look at the panic on his face. I bet you Jay's not even out there yet. There's no way Jay's out there yet. Oh, we don't even oh. sink it to the roadcaster anymore. It didn't work. All right. So Never for does. Dan, Rick, and Tyler, it's Bag Milk. I want to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, and Buster's Pizza for making us all possible. And most importantly, all of you for listening. Big game for the Oilers. It's clinch miss. Here's Rick's dying. Oh, I thought Rick's Rick was dying a again. Call. <laughs> Rick's taking a phone call mid-podcast, so we got to wrap it up. That's Oilers Nation Radio, episode 190, in the books. Showed open. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.